Life is full of personal wins. Whether it's cleaning your house, getting that dream car, or checking off your to-do list, winning at life is a great feeling. And with the State Farm Personal Price Plan, you can keep winning when you create an affordable price just for you by bundling home and auto. So give yourself a round of applause. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with a personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash Wondery and use code Wondery for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash Wondery. Code Wondery. Welcome to the Nerdist Podcast number 317. Thanks so much if you came to the uh, shows in uh, San Francisco at SF Sketchfest. Uh, we recorded what is essentially, I, I know episode 300 was sort of our big, ah, uh, this is the part of, the, we've been doing this a long time, but actually the show that we did in San Francisco was kind of our anniversary show because it was three Super Bowls ago that we started the Nerdist Podcast at Tom Lennon's house, and so uh, we actually got to record one uh, the night before our anniversary, so it, uh, it'll it go up soon. Pete Holmes was the guest. And it was fucking fantastic. So uh, thanks if you came out to that. Also, a bunch of shows coming up on the, on the road uh, live. Nerdist.com slash calendar for those. And Talking Dead comes back February 10th. And I'll be hosting the streamies as well, which will be February 17th. But speaking of Talking Dead, um, that is today's guest. Was uh, I actually kind of met her on Talking Dead. And uh, it's Yvette Nicole Brown, who is... Such a lovely person. First of all, she and CM Punk were like two of the best guests we've ever had on together on Talking Dead, and uh, she's a joy, and and very spiritual. And it and the, this conversation kind of took took that turn because they just go wherever they're gonna go. Um, but uh, when you hang out with a vet for like five minutes, you, you just kind of you just kind of go. I, I want to hang out with you all day because you just make everything feel nice. So uh, I, I hope you do enjoy this episode. We adore her. Fe- Community is coming back February 7th at 8 p.m. Please watch it. I figure I feel like everyone who listens to this podcast pretty much watches Community. Um, but uh, a, a lot of the country needs to catch up to that because it's a fun show and everyone on it's fantastic. So Community, February 7th, 8 p.m. This episode is brought to you by Stamps.com. Uh, don't go to the post office anymore. Just don't do it. Why would you go to the post office, Chloe? I have absolutely no idea. Exactly. That's why you need Stamps.com. Stamps.com from any computer. Print out the exact postage you need. Then that's it. Then no post office anymore. Then you actually could get to know your postal carrier. And say, hey, Ted Postalman Wits, thank you for delivering all my mail, and let's be friends. So, go to Stamps.com. <laughs> Right now, <laughs> go, go to stamps.com before you do anything else. Click on the radio microphone at the top of the page and type in the offer code NERDIST. I'm so sorry. I think I've been traveling too much and my brain just broke. <laughs> 
Uh, uh, and I won a fucking bowling tournament today on Super Bowl Sunday. Yep. Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> I humbly apologize to Event Nicole Brown at Stamps.com. But uh, I'm not going to re record it. That is it. One take, Hardwick. Yippity do. Now entering Nerdist.com. Uh, your R and B album, Forty Eight Degrees of Chillness, is coming out. Uh, <laughs> when? Uh, 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 Boys to Men. And yeah, CD players. And yeah. All the whole East Coast family. Yeah, I was in the East Coast family. You were in the East I'm Coast in the video. family? BBC, I'm ABC, in, the, the East Coast I family. I'm in the video. You're in the video? I'm in the video. Oh, my name is Yvette Flashes, and I have like this bun in my hair, and I'm wearing like a vest and a tie. What? It's literally like Ain't that Boys that. to Men thing <laughs> taken way too far. That's and crazy. What was the what was the uh, the white guy group that they like? Oh, they were called the White Guys. No, well, there was that? It was spelled weird. And then Hayden, you remember Hayden, the white dude that could really sing? He was amazing. Yeah. No. Yeah, Hayden. It was good. It was I know incredible. the group you're talking about. It was like a group of white guys. They, yeah. They're, and they're, they they don't say their name. They were Sudden Impact. Sudden Impact. Sudden at impact. first, and then they changed them to White Guys, but they spelled it. Michael spelled it like W H Y T E. And they like they. Show them in the video, but they don't say that they don't say their. Uh, Isn't their name flashing? Like everybody's name kind of flashes in that video. I right think before so. They sing. But like, it's like everyone else they show. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I guess yeah. That's crazy. I You're, know. I can't. I just knew what. That, what happened? Just a little bit East Coast swing. Yeah, a little East Coast swing. Um, you know what? I had like 32 credits left for college, and it was like because I met him when I was like 18. We did the East Coast family when I was maybe 20, I think. And then I just wanted to finish school. What was what was an example of it? Did you record anything? We did all I did was the East Coast Family album. We did that one song, One for All, All for One. Wow. Which is embarrassing. What? No, come on. Do you no, remember come a little on. bit? That was of it? We are the world of Philly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How has that yeah. not worked its way into a community script yet? I don't know if everyone knows. Like I was on um who who brought it up? I was on oh Andy Cohen on Watch What Happens Live. That was the first time I was uh kind of blindsided with it. So you, you didn't like you didn't necessarily keep it a secret. You just never really brought it up. Well, I knew I was trying to keep it a secret. Really? Because <laughs> the video was really embarrassing. It's really like you know '90s clothes and yeah. Bad well, it's funny because like Ricky Gervais. What was it? Uh, Son- Sonora Rising or what was it? Oh, like, yeah. 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 yeah, that new yeah. wavey. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. yeah. What's, what's the name, name of, of the, What's the name of the video? <laughs> What <laughs> no one for all, all for one. Embrace it. The, is it the number four? The number one, the number four. Yeah, of the course. Word all, <laughs> the number four, the number one. A lot of numbers. It's what do you got against that during that time? BBD. All for one. What do you BBD. What do you got against yeah. spelling words, Michael Bivens? Where's Michael Bivens now? Is he still producing stuff? Uh, I don't think he's producing. Well, he probably is. I uh, I know he's hosting the Apollo. They brought the Apollo back. Yep. Yeah. Showtime at the Apollo. So he's um, hosting the Amateur Night with Gladys Knight, I believe. I always wanted. And they still tour. New Edition still tours. Wow. 
I, I loved Belle Biv DeVoe. Uh, I always wanted to hear like a, a mashup of uh, Belle Biv DeVoe and Devo as Belle Biv DeVoe. Oh, that would be amazing. Yeah, that would be really good. <laughs> how would, that's how would that go, that's Jonah? That's your job to create. Ugh. You're the best. Sounds like work. ABC, BBD, whip it! <laughs> <laughs> what a beautiful world we live in. Aisha. <laughs> Where does PM, Tyler? Where's PM Don? Where was he from? Fucking loved PM Don. Yeah, love that's a big PM shirt. PM the Bliss Don. album. <laughs> well, he was shirt. not a small man. I love yeah. PM the Don. Bliss album was fucking great. Mm, Die without you. Yes. Yes. yes Lord. And also, uh, they also did a version of um, uh, Norwegian Wood that was pretty good too. Up mm-hmm. uh, to the YouTubes. Oh, I You know what? That is the sneakiest thing that has ever happened to me because I would not have talked about that on air. <laughs> Holy crap. She oh, you know what? You know, Come cool. on, Andy Cohen it, knows. It happened now. That everybody knows. That's dead air. I, this, this was not good. Good podcasting. I just no. Wait, I I'm not. There, there's no dead air. You're not. You're not did dead airing start? at all. When did we start? We started ages ago. Oh my god. I think that's a new drinking game where the guest says, "Did we start?" Morning? Did you know that? I did see you guys in my backyard <laughs> yeah, this morning, but I didn't know we were actually recording. Yeah, this okay. isn't a podcast. This is an expose. I thought this was supposed to be like you know, all right. Official? No. Yes. Never has been. Never I had ways will be. I wanted to start. I wanted to talk about the theme music, which I love and makes me very happy. Never has <laughs> been. Never will for this, be for this podcast. Yes, I love the. It's, nurse, a, it's the, a group called Anamanaguchi. Anamanaguchi. I love it. Chip so tunes. Much. I yeah. love it so much. Good guys. Eight bit rock. Very happy. Yeah, yeah, they're I good. Think they got a new album coming out soon. It was good. The Anamanaguchi guys, and we were looking for a theme song. I was like, I want some chip tune rock. I want something eight bitty. So and uh, I think you recommended Anamanaguchi, and then a bunch of other people also did. And yeah, yeah. Not only is all of their music great, Dawn Metropolis is the album this came off of, the theme song came off of, but they're really nice. They're really mm, nice guys. I and love hearing that somebody talented is nice. Yeah. Yes. I also it's like, starting to feel like that's rare. I don't know. Really? Yeah. I think it's the opposite. I feel like I mean a lot of talented people who are really nice. I don't know. I think, I mean, hearing about it though, like I hear the crappy stories of people a lot. I don't meet a lot of crappy people. I meet a lot of nice people. We had a great time yeah. outside. It was a good time. Um, almost good hallway almost kind of. everyone you work with on your show is amazing. All almost. nice people. Like really good people. <laughs> almost <laughs> all of them. <laughs> you say almost? Yeah, that Jim Rash is a problem. Uh, I mean, Jim Rash, let's be honest. Who does he think he is? And loses his mind. Oh, you know, when God. Jim Rash starred and Fletch lived, I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> wait, wait. Hang on a second. <laughs> Jim Rash is one of those guys that uh, I remember in the 90s, I, I took uh, some Groundlings classes, and yeah. Jim was in that, and Nat Faxon. And Everyone, like, like, that group of people are so freaking everywhere now. Like, they're yeah. so talented. That and that makes me very happy. That group too, yeah, I it believe, was a yeah. good group of people. I think even... Um, <laughs> Little guitar riff here. Nice. Yeah. Yes, Chris, Chris, get out. Insane. No, that's great. <laughs> I love that. Have you not heard this? I can't I've never heard that. Wait, Wait there's a weird guitar riff. PM Dawn. No, I've never heard that. Yes, on the Bliss album. Yes. Wait, 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 wait till the jam starts kicking. They really. Wow. You've never heard I know. I like that. This is a good cover. I love a good cover. I know. Wow. Kim Dunn. Get some Beatles action. Where are Kim Dunn? Yeah. There's a couple 90s-isms in there, though, where there's like a... 
like there's, a, oh, yeah. there's like it's, it's like the equivalent of the orchestra hit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, great song, PM Dawn from the Bliss album. It's got my least favorite sounding guitar, like that acoustic guitar with those terrible pickups from the. Oh, don't get me started on those terrible no, pickups. No, it just sounds so like it doesn't sound like a guitar. It just sounds like it a was '90s shitty pickup on an acoustic guitar. But anyway, the Groundlings, Kristen Wiig, that whole group. <laughs> yes, are so talented. I, I, um, yeah, we haven't seen the last of those kids. <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't know. They got good features. I don't know. I just feel like they, I got a good feeling about it. Yeah, he's on the show on um, Ben and Kate or something. Yes, on Fox. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, Nat Faxon. Nat, Nat's def- Nat was another one of those guys, and Jim Rash too. Where the, when you're watching them improvise in a scene, you can't take your eyes off them. Mm-hmm. They just they pull. Mm-hmm. They, they're just sort of attention, and like I don't mean like. In a bad way. Yeah. Not in, they're not an attention whores. They're attention sponges. Yeah. They, like, they, you just want to watch them. It's the it factor. It is. They yeah. have it. They have it. And then it. they won an Oscar. And then Jim Rash pissed off Angelina Jolie because he made did fun you of her weird leg thing. Really did. Was she really upset? I I, what, I, the, I, well, the, it, at least the press made it seem afterwards yeah. that she was like, I don't know what that was all about. Oh, you but, can't believe everything you read. No. But I gotta say, you know, again, just the testament to to how funny that guy is is just. One, no words, just one movement. And yeah. it really was something and it he, fucking thought, crushed. he thought of at the very last minute. Like, he, she did it like a second before they won, and he just said, I'm going to do what she did. Yeah, and he perfect. saw it as like an homage. Like, he was like, I'm going to enjoy this moment the same way she did. So I hope she wasn't upset by it, because it was all in fun. And- well, the uh, fact that everyone laughed, well, that made that yeah, make, I meant that it was kind of a thing. I don't know. The, yeah. So, uh, community. Yes. I mean, you First of all, let me thank you for... You were uh, a fantastic guest on Talking Dead. You and CM Punk. Oh, and you know what? I talked to him today. Well, I, well, let me say this about CM Punk. Uh, we've become friends since that that time. Isn't he great? He's a great man. I listened to your your um, podcast with him and just, you know, when I heard Flux Capacitor, I was like, uh, he might be the mothership <laughs> calling me home. Like, that's yeah. just amazing. But we play words with friends uh, now. And he's been whooping my tail, but good. So we were playing today and I, I texted him. I said, Hey, I'm doing Nerdist podcast today. Do you have any pointers? He said, yeah, just one. Say something nice about me. And I'm like, <laughs> you kind of just hit me with a 56 word score. I don't have anything nice to say about you, sir. Um, but he's really a nice guy. And I had so much fun on the show. I hope you felt like we really oh my, were there well, for you. Here, and- here's, here's, what, here's when Talking Dead works the best mm-hmm. is when guests come on and they're prepared, they're fans of the show, and they're comfortable enough to talk and debate. Like your episode was a was a perfect episode of how the show should work because uh-huh. I I never would have thought, oh, you should put a vet with the WWE champion <laughs> to talk about ever. Walking Dead. Yeah. And you both were so on top of stuff, and you actually came in with a stack of notes. Because <laughs> I'm a nerd. And you guys totally you debated, you disagreed about yeah. stuff, and but you got along and like it was your episode of the show was was fantastic. Oh, thank you so much. We, you know, I, I'm speaking for uh, CM Punk as well now because I can speak for him now because we're <laughs> friends. Um, we really wanted to do a good job for you, and and um, as fans of the show and as fans of Talking Dead, we wanted to make sure that the fans that love the show, like we do, got what they wanted. Because there's nothing worse. I agree, as a fan of the show, there's nothing worse than watching two blobs sitting on a couch. And I didn't want you to have to work really hard because sometimes you that. have to really work. You know, there have been episodes and, where I've had to work a little bit harder, and yeah. I think and I think what happens is sometimes people get nervous or they're yeah. not as prepared or, or maybe high. Or no, the difference thing is too like it's hard to know if you feel you you need to feel empowered to jump in there because it is your show and out of respect for you and it being your show, you don't want to come on and be like, rah, 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 which I felt I kind of did, but no, not um, at all. So some 
people may come on and they're just more polite than me and CM Punk well, are, and, and they let you have your show. The other problem with the show was that it was only a half hour, and so yeah. we had to barrel through because it's live, mm-hmm. and there's no. I mean, I constantly have someone in my ear going three minutes, Yikes. two minutes. One minute, you gotta go. We have to go to commercial, and so now the show's moving to an hour format. I'm so jealous that they next people get an hour. I hope that. Uh, can well, we come if, back? We, if we come back next season, then you'll you, you should come back if on the can show. Can we come back? If you do, well, I will probably. Right, I don't know. I, nothing's official. Why? This is the oh, thing, though. Why don't, why don't they ever show it online or anything afterwards? Like that's such a. I don't know why that like is lost forever. I mean, it, it could just be. I mean, who knows? It could be mm-hmm. licensing. I don't know. I don't know. I'm sure there's a. I'm sure there's a business. Uh, affairs reason why mm. that, that why that doesn't happen. Yeah, but AMC uh, can't afford to license the clips. You know what? I told AMC you outside show. that you have a really beautiful face and you're really snarky. <laughs> <laughs> his face is amazing, everybody. It looks like a little happy a bear, but what comes out of his oh, mouth, my the God. Worst. Don't yeah. get me started on the handicap. <laughs> it's a, would you hand- stop talking about that? <laughs> Have now we've been over this. What are you talking about, this? Christopher? What? I don't know what this is about. It was the episode. It was an episode that you got where you got sick, where you got that we had the flu, mm-hmm. and then and which mic were you? Oh, I was. It was. I wasn't there. He wasn't there. Yeah, yeah. yeah I wasn't just that delusionally sick. <laughs> <laughs> just, just Go ahead. What? Yeah, and uh, and 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 Matt was pushing some boundaries. Yeah. Delicious boundaries. You know why you do that? You know why you do that? Because what? your face is so sweet. I know. I gotta get, he, he thinks he, he gets away with he it, but he's not. He's, he's so, very like, mean. I've already forgiven him for I what do. he did. I don't he's even know what you mean. just did. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> crazy, right? It's crazy what very, just happened it's here. Very, very mean. Very, very mean. <laughs> so mean. <laughs> so mean. <laughs> One of those devil people I know. <laughs> I don't understand what you're talking about, Jonah. See? That smile. That condescending smile. You're a cold-hearted face. snake with an MC Scat Cat smile. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, nicely I don't know why. Done. Just, no, nicely yeah. done. Don't back off yeah. of that. Yeah. Nicely just, done. It's keeping with the theme. Yeah, keeping with, with the theme. Nicely done. <laughs> it's Paula Abdul <laughs> Tuesdays here. <laughs> Paula Abdul's days. What's wrong with you? Paula Abdul's Abdul days. days. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. So uh, you had this almost R&B career, but you decided to stay in college and study... You know, mass media communications. What, did I just say that right? Yes. Mass yeah. media communications. I have a bachelor's of fine and applied arts from the University of Akron. Akron, Ohio. Akron, Ohio. Big bowling town. Yes, it is. A big rubber town, and we're big on zippers. Firestone, zippers right? Too. Yeah, Firestone and zippers, mm-hmm. apparently. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Zippers and tires. <laughs> zippers and tires. We're real functional. Just what you need. <laughs> it's very kind of practical. Anthem. I know right. that because of the state anthem. Yeah, and our 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 uh, mascot was a kangaroo, and his name was Zippy, and we're the Akron Zips, so it's zippers and and tires. Everyone's loving this podcast. Right? No, no, as so a matter excited. of fact, what, what what what's freaking me out is that uh, there actually is. That's so weird that it's Zippy mm-hmm. the Kangaroo because there was an Australian show called Zippy the... Really? What? what? No, oh, I'm sorry. It was Skippy. There was an ah. Australian show called... It was their version of Lassie called Skippy the Bush Kangaroo. Oh. Why do you know this? And I, I don't know. You do, but I love that you that do. That information is taking up room in my head. Yes. I, you know, funny. I honestly didn't know we were starting a podcast when I was talking about the music, but um, I always thought I'd be a singer. Um, and I do get to sing sometimes on some of the shows that I do, but um, I'm a firm believer in you should go in the direction that wants you. And singing was like, get out of here. And acting was like, come, we love you. So I kind of went after. Singing went after sounds like acting. kind of an asshole. Yeah, singing. Get out of here, you yeah. it's, got a sweet, anyway. it's got a sweet face, though. <laughs> Singing's got a sweet, singing sweet face. Singing is the Matt Meyer of the universe. <laughs> no, so I just chose acting and um, started doing commercials and stuff, and it just kind of took off. So and I then, stayed here. So Community, uh, yeah. which, you know, the, the, most television shows don't start off 
great. Like a lot of the shows that have been on for a long time, they always a little rocky. The mm. show's trying to find its voice. Even first season of Arrested Development is pretty good, but season two is when it really, mm-hmm. like, Clicked where in. you really yeah. get pulled in. But um, Community was one of those shows where from the pilot. is like, oh, fuck, this is a this is going to be a funny show. Oh, yay. It's going to be a really with, funny I show. I think for the people that get it, it was that. I think there's some people that it's a little too weird, I think, for them. So, um, But I, we're all okay with that. Like, the people that love it, we're like, yay, rock on. You know, if you don't get it, then it might not be for you. Every show is not for everybody. But but yeah. look, just 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 because Community doesn't necessarily, you know, every night of the week it's on on television have 15 million viewers. Mm-hmm. Well, no, almost no shows have that. But mm-hmm. but people watch it online or they buy the DVDs I or they do, like the yeah. cultural awareness of that show is is pretty enormous. You know, it's funny. I, we don't have a lot of Nielsen numbers, but I know that we're really popular because I get recognized every single day. And I was on a kid's show called Drake and Josh, which had a huge following. And I never, even at the height of that show, got recognized every day. Hmm. So I know that there's something happening that Nielsen hasn't figured out how to how to Correct. market, how to well, there's track. A, Thank you. Yeah. There's there's a certain you know they 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 are trying to figure out whatever the algorithm is that track. Mm-hmm. I think the the number that they need to figure out for advertisers mm-hmm. is is cultural penetration, Good. and it's a three dimensional model. Sounds sexy, it does. It, it right, it was sexy. I like it. It is a three dimensional model across. You know, because like a show like Mad Men. Mm-hmm. You know, probably has I don't know maybe three or three million viewers or something mm-hmm. like that. But but the cultural penetration of that show is, is, is enormous. Yeah. I mean, yeah. like it's mm-hmm. completely. I mean, it, it sort of changed our society in yeah. a way. It informed fashion. You got Benton Banana Republic doing a whole line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, yeah. it informed the way television's mm-hmm. done. It sort of changed it the game. The budget of The Walking Dead. <laughs> <laughs> everyone, everyone seems everybody. to uh, everyone just dancing on the line. Dancing just right. dancing yeah. right on the line. Right. You know, yeah. why don't you steer clear line. from AMC comments and go back to uh, the handicap uh, boy? Yes. Got it. Okay. <laughs> um, so, uh, but 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 there definitely is. Something like like people know who mm-hmm. Don Draper is, or people know uh, you know Joel or you Robert, or Danny yeah. or, or 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 anyone you know, and so those it, are the actors' names, Chris. Well, yes, I know. No, I mean, I mean, in real life, no, like they yeah. know they oh, know the yeah. actors, and so I so I really feel like that that, that the Nielsen representation is not really a correct. I agree. No, I totally agree with you, and I only made that comment about that because that that Nielsen unfortunately determines whether we continue. Sure, you know. Um, but I, I think the fans that we have, like I always, I just did an interview yesterday where I was talking about this, and it's important to say it here as well. We don't see them as like a separate thing from the cast, the crew, and the writers. We see the fans as part of our family too. Sure, because, community. Yeah, community. Because this, this show I think is different than most in that we're all kind of in this together. You know what I mean? Like, we're all on Twitter talking about it. We're all on Twitter, you know, promoting it. The fans fight for us to get an, for us for us to get a, another season as hard as we fight. Sure. So I feel like to just kind of separate them and go, yeah, those people that watch, they're they're part of this whole thing. And I think years from now, people will look back at this situation and go, wow, that was a really cool thing that they all came together and fought for that little show. Yeah. You like know what I mean? Fan, I've never seen uh, that much fan art for uh, like a network I, We had a gallery show. Yeah, and I know yeah. that there's there's love for lots of different shows. And, you know, people love Chuck and they love Big Bang Theory and whatever. I know there's a lot of shows that have fan art. There really are. But I've never... I mean, they were like, I don't know, those little cradle dolls made of, made of us. And just it just is mind-blowing, the care and the love. That I'm going to I'm gonna say... And I, some people may disagree, and some people may not. Community is a way nerdier show than Big Bang Theory, where Big Bang Theory has these characters that kind of have this background, but the mm-hmm. soul of Community. And I think part of the reason why you know the fans of the show are so involved is because 
you really are like reaching into their soul and mm-hmm. you know and 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 referencing and and swimming around mm-hmm. in in things that are really are really nerdy who we are yeah. without necessarily saying like it's the community nerd broadcast nerd right. show you right. know like it's the soul of that show is way 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 nerdier than like Big I Bang. I agree, and you, but you know, oh, and funnier too. Well, you guys, let me say this. I do know <laughs> Matt Myra just doesn't care who he pisses off there. today. Let me say this. I know it's a lot beard. of the guys that created or are producers on Big Bang because they used to work with Dan Schneider, who did Drake and Josh. Oh, we have to have a whole Dan Schneider conversation. Oh, we can totally do that. I love okay. him. Um, and I saw them recently at Dan's. Uh, has this hot, Dan and his wife Lisa Lillian, who's Hungry Girl, have this great party every year. And I was all, supposed to go to it and I couldn't go. I wish you would have. We'd had a great time. The I know, Brady's were there. I know my my I, Bill Tom Bill Brady and is Giselle. Shut up. Ta, ta, no, Bill Brady, who is a wonderful guy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, actually, the Brady's. I was talking about the Brady's, but oh, you, you're talking about the Brady. Too. Oh, Bill no, Brady. Yeah. Oh. But it's it literally is. You would have you ever been to his party? Yes. Most fun. Like it, everywhere you look, there's like pop culture and just. He has like a whole kitchen full of like vintage lunchboxes. He's like a giant kid. He's a giant. He kid. has a, he has a collection of Bakelite. So Come like on. all like anything that was made out of Bakelite, and he's also obsessed with the cereal Quisp. Yeah, he loves. That's how he met his wife. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I, I don't know if I can tell that story. It's a sweet story. You should have him on, and you should have him tell. Much the like story. the cereal. Yeah, just like <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I, I think I can tell. Oh, Lisa, don't be mad. I'm gonna tell this. Um, his name, his they. I don't know if it was a chat room or whatever, but he had Quisp as his. His internet name, yep. or his whatever, and his wife Lisa. It was such a random reference that she wrote him just apropos of nothing. Like, hey, I just love your name. Think it's great, and they just started writing back and forth, fell in love, and they're married. It's yeah, just, yeah. I think they adorable. were dating because I did a sitcom with Dan in 1998. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dan was the showrunner. One mm-hmm. of the there's kind of the one time he veered away from Nickelodeon. And yes. Dan Schneider created like everything, every great like huge Keenan Nickelodeon Kel, comic. Keenan Kel, all that. The Amanda Show, iCarly, Victorious, all, all, all of it. Of it. Um, and oh Dan, God, is he responsible for Amanda Bynes? Well, he's responsible for the show, but oh, I don't think he's yeah. responsible for yeah, her. her that would be your parents, man. I think that would be her parents. It's her own journey. She's on. She's on. The, she's on the path, everyone. She's on the path. <laughs> we're all taking. We're all we trying. All to have, we all trying to best. make it. So, um, <laughs> you know, if that means going into a, hey, a dressing yeah, room and easy, having an argument with easy, myself for an hour and a half, easy, it's fine. Easy. Um, but she was delightful when I met yeah, her. Yes, so you did uh, the show with Dan. And I did the show with Dan, and Dan is. Uh, Dan is this guy, and he, I definitely want to get him on the podcast, but he, he has it. Well, first of all, just the fact that he was in Better Off Dead. Let's just fucking get, <laughs> let's yeah. just talk about that. But um, but also that um, he has this way of writing adult-sounding kid jokes. Yes. There's layers. There's, There's layers. layers. Like, and like you know, I, I think my favorite example is, you know, there was some teacher that he was writing in a sketch, and he named her Mrs. Fingerly. Mm-hmm. And it's just like... It just sounds like you shouldn't be able to do well, it. Let me tell you what he did. I, we did a Drake and Josh. It was like the final episode of Drake and Josh. And my character, Helen, was getting married. And she was talking to two of the nerds. They were called the nerds on the show. And they were they had put together a whole wedding situation for her for her to choose from. And they said, you know, we have this great thing that we want to show you. And Helen goes, oh, great. Let me see your package. <laughs> I mean, and he wanted me to make sure he's like, dance, get to the line. You know, so there's little jokes like that that adults can get. And kids would be like, oh, she just wants to see what they put together. It's like, yeah. yeah but you can still read. Like yeah, I think that's supposed to be a <laughs> exactly. thing that I'm not. Yeah, I don't know if I'm offended. But I love I love Dan, and I you know we we did the show with him for for half a season, and then and then he went back he went back to Nickelodeon mm-hmm. after that, where he had much more domain. I think but, the network sort of crushed him when we worked on that show. But going back to probably yeah. Okay, but going back to the uh, the party and Big Bang Theory, a couple of the guys that created the show or producers of the show were were there, and I kind of felt like they felt like they needed to not apologize for their success, but kind of 
they understand that people are pitting our shows against each other and we're friends. So they wanted to like kind of say, you know, sorry, we're kind of in your time slot. We're kind of killing you. And I was like, you know what? Do you be successful. Don't ever apologize for success. We have the, the viewers we're supposed to have. They have the viewers they're supposed to have. And maybe when we get to syndication, we'll, you know, bust out of the box too, you know, yeah. but they, apparently there, there's a lot of people that love them. My mom, my mom and brother watch big bang on Thursdays. I don't, they TiVo <laughs> community and watch big bang. <laughs> so I need you to understand that this is a lot of people love that show and they love it for whatever reason they love it. And I just think we need to get to a place where we're more supportive of you, we, this entertainment business is difficult and it's hard to find a show that gets picked up yeah. and makes it a, a year. And to get to a point where they got 19 million viewers one week, like, I got to applaud that because that's very difficult. So I'd rather be like, yeah, you guys. It's almost oh. impossible. It's, oh, so you, just said, you just said 15 million was impossible. They got 19 million like two weeks ago. So, and this is from someone that is in direct competition with them. I celebrate what they're doing. And, you know, and I'm, and we'll, we'll have our path. We're on our path and our fans love us. And yeah. there's enough for everybody. That's and by the way, like the fucking nicest people on that oh show. Oh my God. Yeah. They, the sweetest actors, the sweetest producers, everybody that works on Big Bang are just salt of the earth. So it's just, I just wanted to take the time to give them their props because, you know, come on. I remember uh, when, I, when I was on The Soup, uh, the uh, Simon came on mm. to like uh, do a walk-on on The Soup and it was yeah. funny because like Joel, who's like, you know, on The Soup, Joel's like the guy. Yeah. He's like, and then like Simon came and he kind of, Joel kind of put his hands in his pockets and was like, hey, the good, good numbers the other night. <laughs> <laughs> like, like and the Simon, by the way, kind of Simon, by the way, another totally sweet guy. Like, sweet yeah, guy. He's a great guy. I've never, I, yeah. I, every time I've seen them, they've all been just lovely, lovely people. And they're ridiculously, ridiculously successful and rich and all that. Well, I've known Galecki since still. we were teenagers. Yeah. And he's always been just a sweet, kind of soft-spoken yeah. guy. Jim, all of them are great people. So Yeah, it's good. Yeah. And and, and like, man, like I said, Bill Prady and you yeah, know, yeah. like all, all the, the producers Steve and everything. Molina. Yeah, great people. Uh, Steve, Steve, Steve and Dan are like, are yeah, like besties. Really, yeah, he's yeah. one of the ones I talked to at the party. But but I'm so I'm sorry. The last time I went to Dan's party, the previous year, uh, I got he to have, have a, been ships I got to have a monkey on my head. What was the beast? The beast was the monkey because every yeah. day they have an exotic. Beast. It was it was a, it was a monkey, I and so I have pictures there. of the monkey. The things on. people do with money. Yeah. Well, but Dan, Dan is like Josh Baskin <laughs> from Big. Yeah, no, where of course. it's like he has a bunch of money. Uh, and, and 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 as well as Dan is doing, I think Lisa like dwarfs Lisa's him because doing so well you know with she's Hungry Girl, my with God. this website that uh, this this food this food website and that books she books and just and so uh, he does I, what I would do. There's no question. Yeah, it's it's they have they have fun. They like, yeah. they and have then, fun. And then invite their friends to have the fun with. They had a Twinkie bar. They found like 500 Twinkies and had a, a like a little. Buffet. Right, you don't uh, find five hundred. They find you. <laughs> Not anymore. Now you Not, have to you find them. Yeah. Now there's no. There's no. Follow way. your heart. Yeah. If well, the more it hurts, the closer you're getting to Twinkies. <laughs> it's a Twinkie. Yeah. Follow your Twinkie follow, heart. Follow your Twinkie heart. Hilarious. Don't follow your Twink. That is a much. <laughs> oh, no, no. That is a different totally thing. Right, unless yeah. you go to the same place. If you if you start typing into Google, follow <laughs> your, and then you get to Twink. Yeah. Keep typing. Keep, typing. Keep going. Yeah, Keep going. Don't stop. Don't stop until you hit the E. Oh my God. <laughs> Increase the peace, as we might say in the East Coast family. <laughs> I was going to make myself part of the East Coast family. But you have to say it like East Coast family. East Coast family. Well, I, would, I, I really feel like that we should do the um, long-awaited uh, reunion of you and Michael Bivens. Well, are you going to release an album, or what's going to happen? Well, no. Well... No. You gonna sing on uh, any of uh, Donald's <laughs> stuff? Not like you know. Your... I've been begging Donald to let me sing something on his uh, on something because Donald wrote most of his songs 
like in between takes on community. So we'd see him like in the corner with his headset on and he's sitting there working on beats and stuff. And so I would always kind of sidle up, what you working on? What you what you got? What's up? What's that? You know, and he'd sing like the hook and I'd go, Oh, I, that's was that soprano? Yes, that's soprano. <laughs> you know, and he has never bit like he's never bit. But you should show him a picture of what, what it used to look yeah, like. Yeah, I think that might be why he hasn't bit. He might have seen <laughs> me in my vest and tie. But um an album okay, this is my the- this is my thoughts about it. Okay. Tell me if I'm wrong. Okay. I kind of feel like there's a bit of a stigma when you are an actor who fancies yourself a singer, mm-hmm. right? I think that a lot of those projects often are considered vanity projects, mm-hmm. and it's kind of like not forcing. Forcing is a strong word, but it's kind of you're forcing your fans to now wait in line and come see you at some venue for you to... Do you mean like when Eddie Murphy wanted to let you know that his girl parties all the time? <laughs> she likes it. But Donald, yeah, but Donald... No, Donald is an exception. Donald is an exception and it's very rare for someone to be able to come from the comedy world or the acting world and become a legit rapper. Like, that's really... Yeah. Do you know why? Because why? he's good at it. Exactly. And, and, and I think in your case, you might be selling yourself short because I think... People, especially now, mm. especially now where there's so much crossover yeah. of people, TV people doing movies, movie mm. people doing TV and, you know, and singing and yeah. it's like, is that, you know, if it's good and it's and it's authentic yeah. and it doesn't, I think the stigma is from people who are trying to capitalize on their fame, ah. not from people who actually Love like, it. oh, that's actually what they, you know, they're good at that, mm-hmm. that thing. Mm. I think. I think the content is king, and if you made a if you made a song that was great and it was from a real place, I don't I don't think people would be like, "What the fuck is She's this?" She's singing now. Yeah. Oh bullshit! <laughs> okay. I, I bet I I tracked your number down just to say <laughs> bullshit. You know, I don't think people would do that but at like, all. You, I think you don't have to do it at a place where you're like, it's like I'm gonna do it, and they're gonna we're gonna promote it. It's right. gonna be huge. You I could just make like a small little. Just make a also, thing for yourself because making music is fun. Singing is fun. Also, you who know? are you doing it for? Do it for yourself. For myself. Yeah. You know, and it's funny. I, I used to, like, music used to be like kind of like my diary. So I would bring out my keyboard and I would write stuff. And really it was just for me. Um, and I haven't done it in so long. I kind of feel like it's therapeutic. So I probably need to do it just for that reason. It is, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, maybe a Christmas maybe a Christmas song or something. Sneak it out. A whole album Sneak just to a, just to deal with Chevy. <laughs> <laughs> just processing that. You know, like... No, I right, know what you're you talking know, about. You know how, like, like, like Sting... the Mexican restaurant? <laughs> Chevy's, right, I hate yeah. Chevy's you know, like restaurant. How, uh, restaurant. Chevy Chase, hate, the street. You I do hate, not like it. Lots I of potholes. You know, restaurant <laughs> Chevy Chase, Maryland? Not a fan. Not a fan of Chevy Chase, Maryland. You know, it's sort of like... But the man... I adore. The man, you know, the man like, I adore. When uh, when Sting wrote Soul Cages after uh, you know after he had deaths in the family, and that's how he processed it. You know, <laughs> this album could be your Soul Cages. Yeah. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> You're so sweet to, especially because you know uh, the community. First of all, I, we sort of had this conversation at ta- when you were on Talking Dead. Is I, I empathize so much with with the hurdles that you guys have on that show, not just with, you know, it's like with the Nielsen thing, but also look, it's hard enough to do to make a show and get it picked up, and on top of that, it's hard enough to keep that show on the air and make sure that the show is good. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that a show could be good is a wonderful bonus, a wonderful in, bonus. A, in our business, and it's hard to get a job and it's hard to have a hit show, and so. You know, when you do actually have something that sticks around and then there's internal stuff that happens, just like, fuck, really? It, can we re- can we really just not kind of <laughs> let this be OK? Can we just be OK yeah, with but this? You know what the thing is, too? It really honestly, it's it's the journey. Like, I know I sound so new agey and crazy about it, but um, I don't really let stuff land. You know, it can fly by. <laughs> it, can, yeah. it can it can orbit 
over me, but I don't let stuff land because, you know, I'm like a curvy black chick from East Cleveland that comes from poverty and humble beginnings. So the fact that I even have a career at all is miraculous. So there's no way that I'm going to, you know, work this hard and pay as many dues as I paid and get to a point where I'm going to let some silliness affect what I feel God put in front of me. You see what I'm saying? So all of that stuff may be momentarily annoying in some way if you let it. Sure. And I've, I've decided that, you know, I'm going to have a good time. I've enjoyed my journey. You know what I mean? Like everything I do from Talking Dead to, th to this, it's always like so far beyond. When I moved here, I was like, if I can do one commercial. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And be on one, I wanted to do one commercial and do like one line on a show that I really loved. Like that was the dream. Like if I did that, pack it up, go back to East Cleveland, I'm a success. So I'm so far beyond anything I ever dreamed of to kind of get to the point where you're like, rah, rah, rah. you know, it's just like, really? Because you could really be back in Ohio, I which don't is a know. great place, but... I think we should complain about it and sabotage it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's everybody, I feel like everybody on this planet has, a, they're, they're, they're in, on their path wherever they're going. You can choose to have a fun time as you go, or you can choose to be crappy and have a really you know, make everybody else's life a living hell. Yeah, because there's no point you're going to get to where you're like, and then now I can enjoy. No, never. It's like you, you have to enjoy it, whatever it is. I was talking to this young this young actress, God bless her. She's getting her teeth kicked in um, by this town, not even the industry, just California right now. Just it was basic. Jennifer Lawrence. Shut up. Just basic. <laughs> Here you go. I don't even know that Jennifer makes That's the beard. No sense. She's so Oscar nominated. It's but, evil um, Matt Meyer with a no, beard. No, but it's like the this this girl, like she's having car troubles and she doesn't know where she's going to live. Like the basic necessities of just starting here is kicking her teeth in. And I just thought back to like, that's the journey. Like we all have stories of cars breaking down or not having, I rode the bus for two years when I first got here. I was coming from Pasadena to actually this building. This building used to be Motown. So after I had my record career, when I moved to LA, um, the music industry changed and I started working for Michael Bivens as his assistant in this very building. Oh wow. And now I'm back here because you wanted to talk to me on your awesome podcast. Like this is, <laughs> come on. Like this is, we're already in the gravy part of life. Sure. So there's really no reason to, you know. That's a so much better stuff. attitude than the, oh my God, I got the thing I always wanted. Now I don't want to destroy it. <laughs> yeah, no, you got to live. Because the thing is, it's, it is, it's going to be what it's going to be. Like we can't destroy it. If it's meant for you, Comedy Central thing coming up for you. I'm really excited about that. I joked about it. I was very, I'm very but that, excited. But what, but what you're talking about, what you're talking about is faith and that's very difficult. Is it? Yes. I think it's the simplest thing in the world. You know what makes it simple? Because you can't see it. So I don't have to deal with it. I, I just have to true. know that it's there and just trust it. And the thing is, every time I've stepped out on faith moving here, I had $500 saved, a place to stay for three days Oof. when I first moved here. And it was my friend's mother's couch. And who was, there was also her sister there, her grown sister, her sister's 15-year-old uh, child, and my friend's grown brother. So it was like, how was it, five people, five yeah. people in a single apartment in Pasadena, and I had $500. And it was like, you know what? Let's make it work. Let's make it work. You know. And so from there, I started temping and catching the bus, and everything kind of came together. And, and that the first three days, I stayed with someone else, and it ended up in that single apartment. They let me stay there for three months till I could get, save enough money to find a room and a house. That's the journey. That's the journey. And every step, I could have went back home, but I believed I'm supposed to be here. I don't know why. Because you never know why. That's the thing of faith. You just know that God said go, and you go. And you hope that, like in uh, Indiana Jones, one of my favorite movies, when he's going to get the grail, and there's the leap of faith. Sure. And he looks and he's like, okay, well, I can't go back. My dad's dying. So yeah. I got to go forward. There's nothing here. I'm going to take a step anyway. And he took the step, and it's there. That's what faith is. 
Faith, faith is the last crusade? It's the last crusade. <laughs> no, but whenever I This is the cup of a carpenter. <laughs> but whenever I talk to someone that doesn't understand faith or doesn't have faith, I just, if they're a nerd, I tell them about that one scene. It's, it's that feeling of, I don't see anything. But everything that, that makes sense to me is in jeopardy. Everything I love is in jeopardy. So if I don't take this step, something that I care about is going to die. Boy. And that's when you take the step. Well, I just I take the step anyway because I'm like, well, fuck it. What else am I gonna do? <laughs> right. But I would it's really the same thing though. Listen, I you know I'm not really a. Not there's really a, there's a there's a YouTube video of Ice T. There's an interview he did where he just talks about how sometimes you just gotta say fuck it. That's what it is too, though. Actually, are you sure he wasn't just doing risky business? <laughs> <laughs> Joel, sometimes you just gotta. Uh. S- no, but that's see, <laughs> no, the thing but like is, it's just like you gotta say fuck. What it. were you, you gonna, gonna say? Yeah. You said sometimes. What were you saying? You said. Well, I mean, you know, I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not a particularly religious person, mm-hmm. and and sometimes I, you know, I feel like ah, it'd be great if I were, because then I would just sort of feel like ah, that's all gonna be okay. But you know this. Well, know I think this. you can have faith and religion be separate. Yeah, things. religion. No. Is, re- let me tell you this. Religion is a trick, and and I'm a Christian, and I can say that. I'm saying it fully. Religion is tradition and this, this and that and what you're supposed to do. That is completely different than having a relationship with God. Even if you're not religious, you've got to have a relationship with God if you want to survive this industry because, <laughs> let me tell you, okay. because that's the thing that keeps you grounded. Well, let me speak for myself. That's the thing that keeps me grounded. Sure. So whether I never set foot in another church, the feeling of he's got my back, it's really a selfish thing when you think yeah. about faith. It's someone having your back. It's different, it's, than, it's different than the, it's different than this, the ritual Behavior. Yeah, the ritual, of, that's all. It's a trick. And that's the thing I think makes people not want to get to know God. Oh, God, I got to put a suit on. I got to go to church. You know, it's like, and he, when they even asked Christ to boil it down, he was like, just love God, love love yourself, and love your neighbor like yourself. He didn't say anything about the, a list of blah, 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 blah. It's just love. That's all it is. But and do we know that he said anything at all? I do believe we know. That's okay. the other thing. But let's say this even if he doesn't exist, even if I'm talking crazy, what's wrong with those three things I just said? <laughs> Nothing well, at all. Um, Nothing. I mean, love. love was, come on, on give me a minute. One. No, but Damn that's the it. point. I was, There's I, nothing wrong with I went to I went to Catholic school, and like you know, me when too. you're going to Catholic school, like pretty immediate on, you're like you start to be like, well, I don't understand. Yeah. Like you start to like because that's you're a kid trick. and you're treating that's it like school mm. and school and religion, like and you're just starting to like question mm. it a lot faster than you would. But I asked I asked my mom. I was like, I'm starting to kind of question a lot of the stuff they're telling me. And she said, like, uh, as long as like you know you're you're good to yourself and you're good to people and you're just not a you're not an asshole. Love you that know? you strip away that. I mean, I, I do think I I really do believe that um, that people for whatever reason are inherently spiritual because I feel like you know if if we didn't feel like there was some uh, you know if people in general didn't feel like there's some greater thing mm-hmm. then they just. Most of the probably just wouldn't fucking get out of bed. Like, well, what does anything matter? You know, mm. I mean, I don't really, I, I don't really like like the idea that I might die and nothing happens doesn't bother me at all. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm very, I'm fine. I'm fine with, I, you know, and I didn't, I didn't understand existence before I was born, <laughs> so I probably won't have any type of existence after Afterwards. I was born, and, and and I'm okay with that. So I, I understand that that in general, you know, particularly if. Uh, you know, like the two times I went to AA when I first quit drinking, they were like, well, it doesn't have to be like the book definition of a of God. It can be like a bigger thing. But I guess it's just the idea of, you know, connecting ourselves to a bigger, broader thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that is, if it's the universe or what. I, I don't know. But, the, you know, I but, think it's people. But, but when someone says, but, you know, when, when someone says like uh, when I hear the word God, mm-hmm. what I think is, you know, the first 
um, uh, 17 years of my life yeah. of being an altar boy, going to Catholic yeah, school, going to All Boys Catholic trick. school, that's taking the theology. Trick. That's the trick. You know, it's it's that. If you so, were to take all that away and just get to know him and without all of the do's and the don'ts and the, the if you just let, this is what I tell people that are not believers that I just say, this is a prayer that you could ask God to, this is a prayer you could pray and be okay. Just say, Lord, I don't know if I believe you exist. Can you show me who you are? If you just say that, there's no, there's no, you're not making a commitment. You're just saying, I don't, I don't believe it. I'm kind of in a place where I don't, I don't believe you're there. So show me something. Show so, me in a so way that, that your only, approach is like, what do you have to lose? My thought is, what do you have to lose? Because the bottom line is, if I'm, if I die and God doesn't exist and Jesus doesn't exist, then I just go to the abyss. But I still lived a life where I was decent and cared about people and loved people. So what's the big deal? How dare you make a compelling point? No, but I'm <laughs> saying, what is the big deal? I, because I'm, I'm a Christian that loves. I'm not one of these. I'm not. That, God didn't tell me to do any of that. He told me to deal with the plank in my eye before I fiddle with your splinter. Now, so see, I don't have a right to tell you what you should do with Now, if eye. all religion were that, then I think it would be a lot better. I'm just saying there's been a lot of trickery. There's been a lot of people speaking for God, and they need to be Well, it's, a very, it's very dangerous territory because, because you know, re, re, religion can be politics. and And be. because there is power. Yeah. And because, you know, there's that you can control people mm. when you... When you sort of poke their biggest fear and their mm. core belief system was like, here's this thing that's bigger than you, and you don't know it, but I know it. Yeah, so if you see, listen and to me, and that's I know that God. that's not all religion, yeah. and I know that that's not all people, that they're, you know, look, there are dickheads in mm -hmm. any field, and I know that those people ruin it for that, but I still, you know, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I really, you know, how, how would you, how, well, like Reggie, my friend Reggie Watts mm -hmm. has a really beautiful explanation of he's like, no, for me, it's and I'm paraphrasing, and I should have him come on at some point to say what he actually said. Mm -hmm. But it basically had something to do with like you know when you look at like quantum science, he was mm -hmm. like, what you know, like why do you need any more beautiful mystery than that? Like he sees like his form of that is in like pure science, yeah. Which I think is a very interesting approach. But you know what what do you say to someone who may be more you know, I, you know, I need to see it on, I need to but see it under this microscope. Thing. It always kind of comes from a place of hurt because you didn't even have to tell me that it came from 17 years of something. I knew it came from 17 years of something, but what I know about God and my friend Janine always says this, and it's one of my favorite things. She says, God is a gentleman. So he's so never, not Janine Garofalo. Stop it. No. <laughs> Janine Atwood. Janine Atwood. Bane. Um, but she, she says he never forces himself. He's not, rah, that's not who he is. He's a gentleman. And what would a gentleman do? He helps you. He opens doors for you. He, he rings doorbells. He doesn't barge in. So it's kind of like he kind of stands there waiting, watching your entire life and just waits for you to go, can you show me what this is? And some people go through their whole life and they never ask. So you're saying, so even if this idea of, so even this idea, because the idea of personifying an omnipotent power is mm -hmm. weird to me because that's very you know that's very human so like when people mm -hmm. say well god gets mad that you're like well how could anger is based on see, fear this, and control how yeah, that's, that's a human god, emotion see, you're, you're going back to the people that are trying to tell you who he is and i'm telling you to ask him to show you who he is it's not, it has nothing whatever, but who am i asking well try it that's all i can say the only thing i can say is just if you want to because there's no again he's a gentleman and he's not going to force you so it's not like I'm saying you go home tonight and you pray. No, if you don't want to pray, don't pray. Like it's you do. God ain't gonna roof your water, buddy. <laughs> no, he's not gonna roof your water. But I definitely, I mean, listen, you know, as as much as I, as much as I sort of like, I'm sciency and I shut, you know, like I, if I can't see it and I can't prove it, then I don't know. But I still, 
I mean, I'd be lying if I were to say I didn't, you know, I certainly didn't have moments, particularly like if I'm dealing with anxiety where I reach out to something, just be like, please just help me get through. I don't really know. So, so you're already doing it, though. That's my point. Like, you, I think this is the thing. Whenever someone comes to the end of their life or, or something very stressful, they find themselves praying whether they know it or not. Mm. We all go, oh, what? please, not like this. Yeah. <laughs> not like this. Even if you don't say God. I think you're talking about the Matrix. <laughs> I know, when, but I'm saying. When no. Cypher starts unplugging like everyone. <laughs> not like this. Says, no, not, like this. not like this. Not like this. Not like this. No, but it's, I just feel like we're inherently spiritual beings. You know, the church aspect of it, and, and anyone listening, I'm not condemning church. I just feel like... There's things in the Bible that say, judge not lest ye be judged. You know, deal with the plank in your eye before you deal with someone's splinter. Just love one another. Like, there's things inherently in there because our minds cannot handle figuring out why you do what you do. I got enough right here that I need to get right and figure out. I can't deal with what's what's wrong it, from my estimation in your life. That's for you to figure out. So I just feel Guys, like... Guys, I'm a big fan of science. I'm not very religious, but Sister Act is so watchable. <laughs> it is so watchable. One or two? Oh, they're both very good. Okay. I like to get back in the you habit. Got, you got Lauren Hill. Actually, Lauren I, saw, Hill? I saw Sister Act 2. She sang the mess out of Eye on the Sparrow. I saw Ooh. Sister Act 2 for the first time a week and a half ago. And I had what seen. Took you so I don't know. I just kept rewatching Sister Act. I kept going back to it. <laughs> Sister Mary Clarence. <laughs> you know, it's interesting. I just I just had this conversation with my mom last time because my mother About is Sister Act too. Yep. <laughs> She was like, you need to believe. I'm like, Mom, I don't believe Sister Act 2 exists. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And she gave it to me. I was like, oh, okay, well, that's solved. <laughs> um, but, uh, uh, we, but we just had this, this really long conversation last night because, you know, my mother is, uh, my mother's, uh, you know, Italian Catholic mm -hmm. lady. Mm -hmm. But I also feel like she's a pretty, you know, she's not a, uh, um, well, if you don't believe this, then you're going to, yeah. like, she knows that I don't you know, that I don't subscribe to mm -hmm. it. And she's, you know, we're, we're respectful of each other that way. And then every mm -hmm. once in a while, she'll sort of nudge me a little bit the way a mom would. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I was kind of feeling particularly anxious last night. So I called my mom. Why not? I love it. Um, and so, uh, and so we were talking and she was like, Oh, you know, she saw this guy on the Oprah network. And, and, and immediately I was kind of like, here we go. It was Lance Armstrong. <laughs> it was not Lance Armstrong. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was not Lance Armstrong. Um, but, uh, you know, it was a guy who was a doctor a scientist and then he went into a coma and had this really insane out of body experience where he met these beings and he felt this peace and he described him. So my mom, you know, is like, tells me all this. And I'm kind of listening, going, yeah, all right, you know, I'm sure he did, you know, whatever. And then she starts telling me this story about her. I hope it's okay that I'm telling this that I had never heard, but. Um, a year after I was born, my mother, I, I w had a brother, mm. but he was born prematurely. And in the 70s, they just didn't have the, yeah, the technology to, yeah. to save him. So he was born, you know, a couple months premature and he died within a couple days. And uh, <clears throat> but what I didn't know is that my mom was like the doctor was, you know, told my dad, the infant is going to die. Your wife is 50 50. Whoa. Oh. And I didn't know that. And so my mom just starts, to go, just basically seamlessly goes into the story that I didn't know. And she said, um, you know, and when I was out, uh, I had this sense that I, I was, I was um, I flo floating above myself mm -hmm. and I was out. But I saw the nurse that was in the room. I heard the conversations. I saw, you know, I saw this light. It was this room that I had never been in before. Uh, and then uh, she, she described the story where she saw this this man approached her mm. 
And she'd never seen the guy before, but she said she wasn't scared. And he said, uh, it's not your time yet. And so, so she comes, so she comes out of it. She makes it through. She hears someone. Before she had you? This was after. After you. This was, this was after, this is when she had the second baby who didn't, who didn't make it. Didn't make it. Uh, Joseph Hardwick, Mm -hmm. uh, who, so, so she comes out of it and, uh, and so she starts kind of describing to the, to the nurse like all these things that happened in a room that she had never been in before and this guy that came to her. And then she said like several months later or some period of time later, she was looking through some old pictures with her mother and she saw this guy and she goes, oh, I, I've met that guy before. And my grandmother goes, you've never met that guy before. That's your great grandfather. He died before you were born. And that Ooh. was the guy that met her when she That was, was the guy that she, yeah. Woo! So she, I'd never heard this story before. And I was like, Oh, well, all right. I mean, you know, I, look, listen. <laughs> I think it's beautiful. Who knows what happens? Who knows? And 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 my mother, my mother, uh, you know, like, but but if if you ask her in the way she described it, it's like that's the experience she had. Mm-hmm. That was like she had that experience, and so who's to say it wasn't real? Like, how could I say it wasn't real? She she that was something that's in her brain that she experienced experience. in detail, mm-hmm. and she was hesitant to talk about. For I mean, you know, look, I, I've been alive my whole life. I've never heard that story before. I was like. This is unfucking believable. I mean, I I think I might have swore it. My own mother. I've been alive my whole life. Well, what what I meant was, was that a reference to your mother not being alive her whole life. <laughs> no, I just mean like throughout my entire life, I've never heard that story, story. before. Yeah. And, and she told you this yesterday. She told me this last night. Wow. Wow. And yeah. I'm here today talking to you. Isn't that great? Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Isn't that interesting? Isn't that interesting? I'm just saying. I think I think everybody, you know. We meet each other at different points in our lives, and, and we're where we are at the time we're there. I may talk to you 10 years from now, 15 years from now, and you might be in a different place. You know, So you never know what happens on that path that leads you where you're ultimately going to be. Sure. So that's all I'm going to say. Well, it's, it, it, you know, but I do find it increasingly hard to... Um, uh, it's very difficult to manage everything. Like just to man- managing the world with just your is fucking just, is really hard. Yeah, I don't feel that. I don't have that stress. Oh. That's what I'm saying. Well, you don't have a multi-headed conglomerate known as the nerd. <laughs> That's true too. You can't take away my no, pain. My pain is no, defines me. My pain is who I am. In no way diminishing everything that you've accomplished, and it's a it's a blessing that you've accomplished so much. But, um, you know. Even if you have no job, you got stress. Like everybody has mm. stress in some way, so it's not like just the heads of. Mm. I don't know if I would stress. work so hard if I just felt okay all the time. Well, no, no, you probably would. You probably just work with a lot more peace. But I guess that's true. I mean, there certainly are things in retrospect where you go, "Well, the outcome of that was uh, this, and it really wouldn't have mattered whether or not I freaked out about it or not." Yeah. But, you know, sometimes look, and also we're all different types, t- different temperaments. You know, stress might work for you. That might be your fuel. You know what I mean? So you never know why. I don't know why we all are the way we are. I was, I was, I was always a, I was always a guy that waited until the paper was due the next day to start writing it. I was a procrastinator too. Yeah. Because I I just needed the fire. Like you give me a, you give me a deadline, and I'm that's kind of your fuel. So don't, don't even knock that. Like you, you're, as long as you, your heart is working well, and you're not, you got ulcers up the wazoo or whatever, you're okay. (laughs) That's not where you want them, by the way. You don't want them up the wazoo. Trust everybody. Wazoo ulcers up the wazoo. (laughs) It'll bleed. It'll be bright red. Burning wazoo sensation. That's talking from a place of experience. Oh man, <laughs> Matt, your delicious little face lets you get away with. You're so giving much. him exactly what he wants right he's now. He's got so the much. beard. He looks like evil Spock. Yeah. What? I look. When great. you said, "Oh, Matt," he, he was filled you know, with so really, much glee. I really feel like I would be attacking you more if I just if you didn't have that face. <laughs> 
I'd be working on you. All my attention would be it's, right listen, here, but your face is so delicious. I have a gruff demeanor, but on the inside, I'm just a teddy bear. No, no. No, oh, I think on the, the outside, you're a teddy bear. Opposite, yeah. Yeah. It's like... Yeah. I also don't understand opposites. Yeah. It's oh, like man. it's like the opposite of a jelly donut. Uh, <laughs> but now with the beard, though, gruff outside, gruff inside. <laughs> yeah. Scruff, gruff. Scruff, gruff, it's gruff, yeah. gruff, gruff squared. Oh, jelly donut would be so good right now. It really would be good. Well, we always try to find like when I when I travel and especially if Chloe's with me, mm-hmm. it's we're just we're just yelping donut places and yeah, finding like baby. the best yeah. the best donuts we can find and skinny bastards. What? <laughs> What? You're the one that just said he wanted a jelly donut. Yeah, yeah. I want one. I'm a fat guy. <laughs> Skinny guy can't go yelp in the country to see the best donuts. <laughs> That's any, fat guy's job. No, if anyone, <laughs> my job. If anyone can, it is the skinny guy. <laughs> <laughs> fuck the skinny guy. <laughs> to be fair, he's right. <laughs> They do fuck, get fucked fuck a lot. Guy. You're like that. You're like the guy that like you eat a donut and then like you see and you're, there's a donut shape in your stomach. <laughs> it's all the sustenance you've had. Here's 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 one way that I'm lucky because I did used to be a fat guy. Uh-huh. What? I did. I did when I was. Uh, uh, fat is relative for him. When he says fat, he means like you know, kind of doughy, kind of doughy. Thirty-five extra pounds on me shows up because I gained all my weight. Thirty-five pounds last month. <laughs> <laughs> Look at me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, oh I'm laughing so hard at that. Keep going, okay. Chris. Okay. Yeah. Wait, this reminds me of a story of uh, a friend of mine. Went, then I'll get, and then I'll get back to the donut thing and the way they. A friend of mine went and saw. Um, uh, Les Miserables in New York when, and Anne Hathaway was doing a Q&A mm. afterwards and uh, <clears throat> they said she totally like put her foot in her mouth and mm. then tried to backpedal and then that made it way worse first of all he said she was a, a, a charming mm-hmm. hilarious like just a delight but without realizing what she was saying you know, they were talking about, they said, you know, do, do you audition? You don't have to audition for movies anymore. And she was like, sure, an actor, it's very important for an actor to audition. I think it's, you know, everyone everyone needs to audition, you know, and, and it can be really hard. I mean, you know, when I first started in this business, you know, I was 14. Like, I auditioned for like two years before I got a job. <laughs> and the audience was filled with like actors and people in their, like people in their 50s, 40. like 30 years, you know. <laughs> and then she immediately, like he said, you could immediately feel the room just go, <laughs> like you just felt the air get sucked out of the room. And the way that she tried to fix it, was to be like no 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 I mean I'm you know I'm sure you're all I mean I know you're all better actors than I am or, or something like Ooh. that but it just sort of felt like yeah. <laughs> so it was definitely so yeah oh. all right so but but anyway but 35 pounds to me was a lot of weight mm. I have a very skinny frame yeah and uh, and so I so I used to be you know uh, uh, chunky and so I just don't I as as obsessive as I am is about everything else for some reason food is not one of those things like I can have half a donut and be like I got it like oh, I under like? I understand the I concept I of it I can like. have half a dozen and be like give me another half a dozen <laughs> now throwing a, a dozen throwing a thirteenth if in. I started drinking again I'm listening okay. then okay. it would be like why are we why See? are we leaving when there is still alcohol left in this bar we all <laughs> yeah. have our past mm. so mm. that was my I mean like I definitely understand. I recognize that demon, and I know mm. that it is probably part of the same mechanism as to why I like to work so much, but I sort of feel like, well, more constructive than sitting in a yeah, bar. Mm. So if I'm going to have it, I might as well do true something that. constructive with it. True that. Maybe that's bad. Maybe that's specious really reasoning. It not feel any better about you getting to eat donuts. I, I don't eat a ton you of donuts. 
Yeah, but it's a one day where I just I have to squeeze it all in, and then if I don't get what I wanted to get, then it's I gotta wait. Used to squeeze it all in. Oh, I don't, I don't get it, Jonah. Jonah also really good one. It was a really good. Jonah one. was also a, See, a, a fat I guy. Can't, I can't make it. Why can't those were those? Are, that was, if you made that joke, you would have cracked up. Yeah, yeah, you would cracked up at your own but joke. If I did it, that's because I'm making fun of me. <laughs> me too. <laughs> Let's just have a moment and yeah, let's have a moment feel and think the, about guys. How let's this all just gone. talk. Feel yeah, the presence of a. Let's just take a moment. Okay, here's the deal. What? I think that your mother's great grandfather would just be busy, like at the time that your mother died, or or. or, or <laughs> you think you would be busy? I think it'd be, be like like he'd be like, hang on, I'm dealing with. No. Uh, I got you know what? There's no. someone closer. No. Uh, my daughter, actually, I gotta go talk to her. Nope. I got and a ghost job. Not my daughter's daughter's daughter. Where's the grandfather from? Hey, <laughs> Philly. <laughs> it was actually uh, that was the basis for Robert De Niro in Silver Linings Playbook. Oh, I didn't. Uh, I got to see, see that, that movie. Yet. There are so many movies that I haven't seen yet. There are ratings, and then there are over ratings. There's uh there is. <laughs> it was all right. I enjoyed it. I'm not going to hand out statues. You don't, you don't. You don't ever really hand out statues. No, I have statues made. It's not your place. To They're hand in out the closet. Statues. I haven't given any out yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What about statuettes? Do you draw the line? Chris, I don't want to. You don't want to dilute my statues. Mm. <laughs> but uh, what's your statues of limitations? <laughs> I, got, I got fifty. I got a box of fifty. Suck it to me. Oh my god. <laughs> Do you believe in the hereafter? That you know we're here after Jonah Ray. Uh, but this is a. You know, can you believe it's actually almost been an hour? Has it been an hour? It just flows. It, it flies, flies by. by. Uh, but this has been a really interesting. It went somewhere you weren't expecting, right? It's, it's a, you never know where it's going to go. Well, I, I, I kind of secretly was hoping it did. Really? You well, because you talked to your mom yesterday. Well, not, not so much that. I just remembered that when we were talking about the stories. But, but I know that you're spiritual, and mm. I see your tweets, and I know that you know that you're very open about it. And and and, and I, you know, and and it's I, I of course I'm you know I, I'm curious about it. I mean, to me, it's just it's it's an interesting concept that you could let go and just feel like. It's all going to be okay. Like, And it doesn't mean that you don't have hard times. Of course it doesn't. It just, you just choose to believe that, you know, the best is coming. That's And that's, to me, that's the best way to live life, even if you have a hard time. Well, my, so, mo my mom sort of justified it that way, too, to me mm -hmm. one time where she was like, look, even if everything I believe is wrong, mm -hmm. it makes me feel better. And it makes me live a better life. And it makes right. me a better person. So what's wrong with it? And, and there's no there's no argument for that. Yeah. You know, unless someone's like, well, uh, strangling kids makes me live a better like, no, 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 not yeah. that. But I mean, you know, just this idea. And I'm like, well, yeah, I can't I argue with that. The simplest thing. And I'm like this on Twitter, too. And I probably drive people crazy. But um, I just feel like kindness is missing. I just don't think we take as good care of each other as we should. And, and you know, we're in this together. We're all individual beings. We got separate families, different nationalities, race. I get it. Would you say we're in a community? Stop it. But we're in this together. And it's like so much easier to make it through life with the day-to-day -day struggles we all have, because everybody has them. Guys, it we takes a village to break your spirit. Up. We can't eat donuts. This is a problem that we have. I understand. This is something we have. So everybody has their thing. Um, it's just easier when you just take care of someone, whether you know them or not. You know what I mean? And it's not, and it's not hard to do that. So I try to do that on Twitter. I try to do that in my life. I just want everyone, when they leave me, to feel a little better and feel like somebody saw them. Because don't you go... You know, you go through days sometimes where it feels like nobody sees you. Like, I'm looking at you, but... I, I, but do I see you? Oh, are yeah. we having a moment? Can I can I t stop for a minute and just have a moment with you, whoever you are? Well, it's sort of like you know, because you can go into those mo, you can go into that mode where it's sort of like Minority Report, where you just 
where your brain is so Fancy gone, images. the screen, Fancy, the yeah. images yeah. go up, these sort of thought images go yeah. up, and and then you go, oh, I don't remember what was in front of me the yeah. last five minutes because yeah. I was kind of in this weird zone. There's this thing kids do on Twitter, and I don't know if you have a lot of young followers, but this is something that young kids do. They'll send you like 12 tweets and they number them, you know, please follow me or whatever their their request is. But the ones that really get me like in my gut are the ones that say, can you just notice me? Oh, mm. Kills me. Like, and, and I know that they're not seriously, literally like in tears going, someone notice me. They but might be. They might be. But the simple thought that there's a child or a young person somewhere and they're in this big abyss of what Twitter is, all these millions of people and their request of someone they don't know is, can you just take five seconds and just notice that I exist? And isn't yeah. that the core of of what a lot of trolls are? That too, but they're doing it from the negative side. Well, they're, they're doing yeah. it from the I want to I want to. If I get a rise out of you, you see me. Well, it's it's the misbehaving child. That's yes. like, but at the core of it, if someone just, just fucking me. hugged them, you just hug me, just love me. Yeah, that's all they need is a hug. You yeah. know? and so I try to on Twitter, you know, to say hi and. I, look, I know it's Pollyanna, but it's it's the only way I know how to be. And it's not Pollyanna. You know. I mean, like like like. No, it's not Pollyanna at all. It's just, it, it's, I mean, listen, I, I think I think we do have a problem in our culture today where people view negativity as more real yeah. than positivity because I guess they feel like, yeah, because the world's a shitty and it, that's so more real. You want to add to it, though? And like it's not, it's, it's not it's crappy, fake. so you're going to add some crap? Yeah, like, how does that? But positivity and negativity, even though they technically have value, have no value until you give it value, mm. right? And so I think things can be... Uh, I think things can be just as real and positive right? rather than just as real. And obviously there are horrible things that happen in the world and it'd be ridiculous. I mean, I'm not one of those people who are like, oh, all well, those people died in a bus for a bigger plan. Like, I don't yeah. buy into that. Mm -hmm. But but I, do plain. but I do think that most that in most situations like that, that being positive is a is a good thing because there is so much negativity in the world, which is. You know, a, a lot of it propagated by the news media, who yeah. I believe is, you know, like, listen, they have to get ratings. They have to get. And the easiest way to do that is the most horrible this you've ever seen yeah. or you're going to die yeah. or it's all fucking dark, yeah. you know. But I still think that there is a, you know, there's, 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 there's also these, good in the world. I, I just imagined it's all fucking dark. It's all at dark. 11. At it's 11. all dark. At 11. At 11. At 11. I, I know we're running out of time, time, but it's I want to okay. I want to like give like a. Send, send the masses out with something that they can do that's really simple. Okay. I want all you guys to like find a way to compliment a stranger in some way that is that they can feel. And this is simple. Like this is something I did with you outside. And you thought that's I was true. joking, but I think his face is just beautiful. I think you have the cutest little face. And you just walked up, and we were in the middle of a conversation. But I stopped the conversation to tell you how lovely your face is. Yeah, it really make rude. me feel great. <laughs> Stop. No, but it's no <laughs> seriously. It's like, and that wasn't something like let me do this to get a rise out of this guy in a good way. It was just. Throughout my day, when I see something that makes me smile or makes me happy, I speak on it. If I see someone walking and they have nice shoes or or they do something, they hold a door, I go, that was really nice that you, you know, know, opened the door for That's somebody. so funny that you're saying that because my, my girlfriend Chloe is that way mm. because she grew up very kind of isolated and didn't mm. kind of fit into any friend group. And so she's very... She likes she wants, to include everyone. She wants people to She feel talks to strangers. Seen. Yes. And so, like, if someone has too. a cool shirt or something, cool yeah. shirt, she goes, hey, that's a really cool shirt. And because of the type of person I am, I'm like, Chloe, shh, don't, don't yeah. bother that person. Like, I, I'm, I'm, that, I'm that person who's like, don't spread joy into the world. Leave those people she's alone. And she's, like, and she's like, you know what? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I want those people, you know, like, they wore that thing for a reason. And they, right. it's, I, I want them to know Have that it got noticed. Have you seen this commercial? I, I don't know if you've seen it because it was quick. It was a Christmas commercial. There's a guy in, like, this horrendous Christmas sweat. 
daughter. Cute. He has a little face like yours. I love his little face too. And he's sitting there and he's, he's, he opens up a gift and it's the same sweater that he has on. And he's heartbroken because I already have this sweater, you know? So he's packing it up to send it back via the postal service. And the postal guy comes and it's a black guy. And, he, and the guy, did go, he opens the door and he's got the sweater on and the black guy kind of looks at him. Not weird, but he kind of just takes him in. He drinks in the, the experience. And the little guy's face just, he's so nervous because he's like, is he about to insult me? Is he about to insult the choice that I made today? And the postal guy goes, nice sweater. And the little guy goes, well, thank you. And it was such a sweet little moment because in that moment, the guy could have been like, what an idiot. You're wearing something crappy. But it was important to him. So who are you to get to decide that what someone chose for themselves is bad? Oh, and that see, simple little thing he did made his whole countenance change. He should have given the sweater to the to the well, guy. He could have. That's, the, that's part two. Oh, here. That's part two. That would have been cute, too. Like, well, I happen to have one here. But the whole point was it was like the guy had a moment to judge and he chose not to. And what got me was the little guy was expecting to be judged. Like, that's what this world has become where when these comment sections, I don't like her ankles. She's stupid. Why do you talk the way you do? Your left pinky toe goes to the... Get off my computer. No, no, but it's like we spend so much time tearing people down and that same energy could be spent to lift somebody up. It really, it really is remarkable like how much, you know, uh, like, look, the, the one day that I, like one day I tweeted at Steve Martin and he wrote back at me on Twitter, like the rest of my day. He saw you. He saw me. Yeah. He saw you. And so, and so someone else noticing or, you know, like, so just the effect that, that, that a simple gesture can have now it's turning into the end of Scrooge. Just, you know, just get out there. You, I get it now. I get it now. It's, it's, and we make fun of it, but it really is that simple. And, it, and if you do it, it doesn't have to be a Steve Martin. If you do that, if you walk out of here today and you hold a door for someone, you know, it's just nice. If you tell someone, I like the, the pins on your shirt, I see your pins, that's a choice you made. That's a, today I'm wearing my pins. You consciously decided I'm putting these three or these two on. And if you were to go out and somebody at the grocery store, oh, what does that, well, what does that say? And someone noticed what you, well, because yeah. that yeah. changes that's lives. Because that, you know, Jonah has pins on his shirt now. That's basically who you are. You're, you're saying, hey, no, I like that thing. see people. You're, you're liking, you're liking. See them. Yeah. Just see them. That's all I'm saying. See people. That's all I've ever wanted. Someone what? mentioned my pins. An event. Who said that? The only one. Event's the only one. Who said that? It's nice. We didn't even really talk much about community, which uh, is. It doesn't is, matter. We talked about what we were supposed to talk about. We we talked about. God. Ugh. What uh, an outlook. This is That ridiculous. is a good outlook. I don't know if I can. How do you feel, cutie pie? <laughs> you know, we're, we're, we're pretty. <laughs> doing it right. Your heart, grew, doing your heart grew, grew three sizes today. Get a little grinchy. I have a large heart of it. How did you know? <laughs> You're a mean one, Mr. Myra. You really are a heel. Uh, but I, but I do, you know, like we're pretty positive on this show about stuff. But you've taken us to a whole other level, yeah. and and I want to say I don't think it was cheesy. Like I think it was like Thank the way you say, you. Polly, and I think it was very Thank pleasant. Very and much. I think a lot of people listening, I mean, listen, some crusty people will be like, ah, that's, that's bullshit. but I think, <laughs> but I think most people will be like, this was really nice. I like I feel, a, I feel a little bit better. I hope you felt the love, everybody. Feel the love. Feel the love. Push out the jive. Push out the <laughs> Bring <laughs> in the love. <laughs> <laughs> Bring in the love. Uh, I hope you do an album. I I love I love everyone in your cast. By the way, thank you. They're good people. Uh, They're really good people. I I mean, uh, uh, n nine out of ten people. <laughs> that, right Jim Rash, that damn Jim Rash. <laughs> that damn Jim Rash. You've become so good at like. I mean, so many. 
What about this one guy on the, oh, like, yeah, let's have a smile. What about the guy who got fired for, oh, well, everything's great. <laughs> everything's great. Everything is in my But, uh, you know, Danny Pudi is a guy that um, I knew before Community. Oh, I didn't know that. Lo- and just. Ball one, of love. And then one of those Ball guys of that when, when he got that job was like, well, fuck yeah, he did. Because he's mm-hmm. hilarious. And, and he's a good guy. And he's a sweet guy. He's and sweet Donald's guy. great. And Al- Ali's great. It's a, and it's a good. And, it's, and it's, an, it's an embarrassment of riches, really. Because I've worked enough to know that to get that many people that can, can deliver comedically and yeah. are also nice people, it's very hard to find that. I think. And Ken and Ken. fucking. Oh, my yep. God. Gillian. Good group. Yep. And crew and cast, I mean, crew, cast, writers, it's all... It's, the occasional it's, John Oliver. It's been great. Oh, John Oliver. Yeah. It's, it's good. good times, well, I hope... It just, so do we know what's what's happening with the well, show? Well, we don't know what's happening beyond this season, but we do come back February 7th mm-hmm. in our old time slot, Thursdays at 8 on NBC. Um, and, you know, it all depends. Like, if we come back and the fans find us again and... You know, celebrate us again. Um, we could be back, or it could be the end. But it's either way. Everybody, calm down. Either way, it's what it's supposed to be. So we we had a good run. If it doesn't work out, you should have your own show. Oh, you really should. Oh, you really should get your own show. That's and nice. I hope that your representation or whoever is is thinking along those lines. Oh, because it'd be very easy. I think you know they just uh, you know fi- you know find find a showrunner that you like mm-hmm. and just go out and, and pitch the show. If if I'm not saying I'm not trying. To, you know, the, I'm not. The, the body is not. Cold. cold. Community's so, still around. Still around. But I'm saying. But I think I, I'm grateful for. But the listen, if, if you know, at some point, the show's not going to go on forever. Right, it's not going to go on forever. Be, I think. I think. I think you could carry your own show, and Aww. and I think that's. Uh, I think that's something that you should. You should think about uh, exploring if Aww, if Chris, if you're so thank inclined. You. That's really sweet. Thank you very much. It's a good. Uh, it's a good group. Yeah, good group of people. I enjoyed this. Did you guys have fun? Yeah, it was great. Okay. Yeah. It was great. Cutie pie? It was, it yes. Was that Joel McHale, though. That dog on Joel McHale. Oh, he's Does so he think fucking he's so tall. tall and just ripped. Good looking. God damn it. I have a lot of pictures of Joel half naked. Just wanted to put that out there. Uh, Most women do. Instagram. Instagram. <laughs> yeah, he looks good without his shirt on. Instagram. Donald does, too. Yeah. Even Danny, they all look good. Even Jim, they all look good with their shoes. <laughs> Even Jim. Jim's kind of got like Jim's got a got tight little shoulders. body. He's got a great little he's body. Got, he's yeah. a runner, so he's really fit. If only his attitude was better. Mm. I mean, Jace, he's so difficult. Damn, Jim. <laughs> what the hell is wrong with that guy? <laughs> so your new show is called Fuck Jim Rash. <laughs> oh, I hope he'll direct it. <laughs> oh my god, that'd be great. Yeah. Um, I feel like there was one more thing that I wanted to bring up, but I can't remember what it was. So I guess I should just let it go. What we were talking about? We were talking about. You can talk uh, about this. I heard Jim Rash's new film that he directed with Nat got three standing ovations at Sundance. Nice. What's it, what's it called? Um. Oh gosh, what is it called? I don't know if the if if the if I know the name or if the name is final, but I know it's it's Steve Carell and Tony Collette and really great act. Allison Janney. It's a great film. I saw an early screening of it. It's That's really awesome. a great film. God, that makes me happy. He's directing now, and and I, it couldn't happen to a greater guy. Okay. Is but it drama. It. It's a it's a comedy drama like it's really it's like a family drama a ro- it's got a little road trip aspect to it it's got a spring break summer break it's as- it's a great film nice all right well I hope someone buys it I hope they I hope that when I check Twitter that someone already did because it, it screened last night I hate that like, the name is not coming to me but I don't think the name is the final name that's probably why it didn't stick with me is it is it called Road Rash no okay unless that's the new name no I just thought but I know it's Jim's directed by name. Jim and Nat. 
I just thought Road, road Rash. I just thought Road Rash would be the oh, worst please name. Please don't call it Road Rash. I think Road That's Rash should production be, company. Yeah. <laughs> road Rash would yeah. be a terrible rash. name for like a, a really beautiful family <laughs> yeah. comedy. Yeah. It's a road Rash. Starring Tony Collette. This Friday in the Fairplex in Pomona, Monster Truck Ramda, hosted by Wes Anderson. All seats are just 10 bucks. Oh, I love those. I love those The first 500 people get a Nick Drake cover album. Oh, my God. Cover of Nick Drake's Yeah. You'll want to kill yourself before you leave. If you don't get there, you can get it at Starbucks. <laughs> oh, I've loved this hour. This has been fun. Get a free k- 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 caramel macchiato. <laughs> Why do I talk this way? Thanks, cigarettes. It's a stroke. <laughs> it's a stroke. <laughs> oh, that's the Simpsons Frank Nelson guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God. All right, Yvette. Thank you. Uh, you're you did it, guys. Wonderful. Really so please, you know, we'll certainly have you. You come back on, and uh, and you know, I definitely want to get you back on the back on the old Talking oh Dead. Oh my God, it'd be the greatest honor to come back on there uh, after and, show and here as well. Thank you so much. All right, it, you know what? I think you should take the honors of telling people to enjoy their burrito today because you have a much more pleasant voice than I oh, do. Oh, you guys, enjoy your burrito today. Oh, it's yeah. so nice. <laughs> So nice. Hooray. We did awesome. it. Hold the guac. So much fun. Now leaving Nerdist.com. Enjoy your burrito. This episode of the Nerdist Podcast is brought to you by Stamps.com. Go to Stamps.com, click on the radio microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in Nerdist for a $110 bonus offer, including a digital scale and $55 of free postage. That's Stamps.com. Enter the promo code Nerdist. Nancy's love story could have been ripped right out of the pages of one of her own novels. She was a romance mystery writer who happens to be married to a chef. But this story didn't end with a happily ever after. When I stepped into the kitchen, I could see that Chef Brophy was on the ground and I heard somebody say, call 911. As writers, we'd written our share of murder mysteries. So when suspicion turned to Dan's wife, Nancy, we weren't that surprised. The first person they look at would be the spouse. We understand that's usually the way they do it. But we began to wonder, had Nancy gotten so wrapped up in her own novels... There are murders in all of the books. ...that she was playing them out in real life? You can listen to Happily Never After, Dan and Nancy, early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts.